It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Blind Android Users podcast. Unlucky for some, but not for us, and I trust not for you either. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined this week by Warren Carr and Austin Pinto. Good evening, guys. Hello there, Edward and Austin. Hello to all our listeners. Welcome back. We do, unfortunately, though, this week have to say goodbye to Pete Talkington, who was on the podcast last week and did so much for us behind the scenes as well in terms of the show notes. He's got some other commitments right now that means he can't be with us. But anytime, Pete, you want to come back, we'd be glad to have you. On this week's episode, uh, Austin will be giving us the announcements of what's been happening over the past week. And our special guest, um, Rushikesh Kameva, developer of the Shortcut Maker, who's going to come on and talk to us about this very useful and customizable app. In the Android Basics section, Warren and I will be demonstrating how to move apps around the home screen and talking about launches and adjusting their settings. On the In Focus section, Austin will be showing you how to remove Samsung's version of TalkBack, which is on Samsung phones running Android 11 and reverting to Google TalkBack. In the app of the week, Warren will be demonstrating Feed Explorer. And our My Black Android journey this week um, is the first of two parts of uh, David Meller's Android story. Austin, can I turn to you to talk about the announcements this week? What's been happening? This week, uh, there's a lot of things happening. So first of all, immediately after the last week's show recording, Warren went to Apple V's podcast for the debate on iOS versus Android. It was a discussion, very nice discussion, and we'll be having the link to that show in the show notes. The next thing is Edward then went to the Life After Blindness show, and even that we'll be having a link in the show notes. Then this week, we crossed 2,000 playbacks. That is 2,000 times our podcast was heard. We did it within about 70 days, and we are heard in about 75 countries in the world. That's it from me. Where was, wow, it, that, where, where was the drum roll, uh, Austin? This calls for a celebration. I need to go out there. I have a little popper out there on the street. Yeah, you know? this calls for a party, yeah. <laughs> it certainly Thank does, because without the plays, there's no point us doing this, folks. So uh, do, do keep playing it. Thank you so much. We truly enjoy you guys for taking your time to listen to those uh, episodes. And as always, I tell you, you guys are the drive behind the scene. And so we truly appreciate what you are doing out there. And so with that, shall I go ahead now have that opportunity, the pleasure of introducing our guest of the week. And that would be none other than the maker or the developer of the shortcut maker. And that would be Rashish. Rashikesh uh, Kamever um, from India, and I'm mighty proud of that. Rashikesh, welcome to the party. Yes, uh, thank you, Warren. Yeah, hello, everyone. Well, thank you so much. So we're, we're going to be talking about your app, and I have it installed here. Um, uh, I think I probably should 
kind of uh, bring up the app first and then, you know, run a quick check on it, you know, the layout and all of that. And then we'll talk about that app. Does that sound right, boys? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Device unlocked. Shortcut maker. What's new at D3.8? One, new Android 12 icon styles are added in edit icon section. Two, this is an experimental feature. Let me know if you have any issues. Join Telegram group or follow me on Twitter for more updates. Okay, so when you launch the app, because I cleared all the cache and data, so uh, it will appear like I'm running it for the first time. And so you'll hear that message, you know, uh, greet you and you could swipe to Twitter where you can uh, interact with Rashikish and, you know, there's a telegram and then, or you tap on, I got it. Okay. So when you launch the app, when you get past that screen, you are placed on this screen and we have um, several columns here. And so that's how you interact with it. You've got, you've got apps to the left. And to the right of that, column two, settings, column three, websites, column four. And then the uh, row below, interlinked, row three, column one, in app, column two, requested, column three, split, column four, collections, button, out of print. It is just uh, full of, um, you know, uh, all kinds of activities. I mean, all kinds of uh, stuff here that you can do here. And so the whole idea is of a shortcut maker. You know how it is deep buried in your Android device is the fact that, you know, there are certain things you can get to. And I was surprised by, you know, how possible it was for me to find some things that I never thought I would be able to find. Uh, because even using like your Android native thing and say, hey, I want to grab something and put it in my quick panel. Uh, some of the things are not available. So with this app, you have access to just about everything on your Android phone. And so in my case, it came in handy because of uh, the Brailleback app, which crashes a lot. And a lot of times I have to go back into system settings, go back into accessibility, then go tap on Brailleback. And it, of course, it will say Brailleback is not working at the moment. And so I'm going to tap to disable Brailleback and then re-enable Brailleback in order to be able to use it. So what I had done was to uh, use this shortcut maker and create a little um, shortcut to braille back on my home screen so that I would quickly get to it when I have such a thing. And that's what the app does. And so if you want to create, like say, hey, I want to have quickly, I want to quickly have an access to either my Wi-Fi or my Bluetooth or certain app or whatever the case may be, uh, or even to do not disturb or whatever, anything having to do with your Android phone, you can use that and grab that shortcut and put it on your desktop. And it's a beautiful thing. So um, I think that maybe next week or so we'll do an in-depth um, look on how it works. But since we have the guest here with us today, the developer, uh, Rashikish. Rashikish, my first question to you would be, what led you to developing this app? What was the reason why you thought, you know what, I think I needed to develop something like this called the um, uh, Shortcut Maker. Take us down that um, journey. Yeah. So rightly, like you said, uh, that uh, every time uh, we use some settings and all that, uh, uh, some apps. So we want some uh, direct functional, uh, direct shortcut to those functionality in uh, one click. Right. Uh, so basically, the idea was uh, to bring that uh, all that to the home screen. 
so That's first right. uh, yeah yeah so when i started uh, there were only some uh, few features uh, in the app and as as i went along uh, with the development i added uh, more and more features that's right now so um and i'll let my other colleagues you know ask some other questions that they may have about the about the app but so you know the first time i came across it you know i think it was someone that had asked a question from our mailing list as to what other you know shortcut mm-hmm. maker that that's available there on the play store and i you know suggested this and <clears throat> at the time though there was like you know some things were not very friendly to the screen reader and i think i wrote to you another person wrote to you and i was surprised mm-hmm. that in no time at all you fixed those issues and i felt like going out to have a party because here's a developer <laughs> you know who listened to us and in no time at all those things were corrected now tell us um was it really that difficult for you to make it compliant make it you know accessible to screen readers because most of the time what we hear from other developers when we try to contact them asking them to help us make things accessible to our screen reader mm-hmm. the you know usual thing has always been oh this is so time consuming and it's you know resources i don't have the resources now tell us did that really bring so much of a, an added cost to you by you know making this thing accessible or how long did it take you to kind of maybe redesign or reconfigure this thing to make it accessible uh to those of us who are blind uh so i will say that it was not that uh, difficult but uh, uh i want to make uh, this app accessible to everyone so uh so this will also improve my app so uh, i thought it was uh, necessary for me to uh, do that and the change you mentioned like uh, i guess uh, image uh, talk back right yeah 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 image description talk back so i had the default uh, image uh, description like uh, image description so i that i changed that to null so right now uh, if you came across any images in the app it will just uh, it it won't say anything uh, back exactly because the problem yeah. was you know it was saying image and then you know followed by the name of the you know yes, um, yes. the tab like i was uh, looking you know looking through earlier on if that had mm-hmm. not been fixed you would have heard things like you know image activity image uh, settings you know something like that so you get rid of that and now it just reads it out straight and that's what we're talking about so the contextual uh, labeling mm-hmm. works really well and now the app is just a joy to you Mm-hmm. And thanks to you uh, this feature was added to the app thank you so much <laughs> yeah and rushikesh how did, how did you go about finding out how you needed to change the app to make it compatible with talkback were there any resources you used because sometimes we we write to developers and tell them that their apps aren't accessible but we can't tell them how to fix it and often they don't know themselves so how how did you go about learning what you needed to change so i had that uh, previously configured in the app uh, so basically whenever i add any image to the app so i have to add one uh, description for the same so as a default i keep it as image description but then uh, when uh, warren uh, suggested me that uh, it is a, a difficulty to uh, difficult for you to hear the image sound frequently so i removed that particular description for all the images 
That's right. And I, I think that also in my email to you, I probably, because my thing is that whenever I write to a developer, you know, I, I just assume from the position that they're probably not aware of, you know, uh, these tools or these, uh, you know, guidelines laid down by mm -hmm. Google. And so typically I would include like the Google accessibility scanner and then also like the Google web page that is about developing with accessibility in mind. And so usually that's what I would do. And so, you know, but I think that maybe I, I believe I send that to you, but I think you probably understood what was needed. And so you probably didn't even need to consult, uh, you know, that, you know, those resources that I had pointed, you understood what was going on and you just went ahead and fixed it. I think it was just the following day or whatever. I got an update and to my surprise, you know, that thing has been fixed. Yes. yes. So I am constantly giving updates. Like uh, I started a weekly update for the a few months ago. Uh, so whenever uh, you have any issues with the app, you can directly uh, uh, get in contact with me. So next week, this that will be fixed. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, Austin, you got any question for Rashikesh? Now, on some devices, it is difficult to add things to the quick access or the quick settings panel. So mm -hmm. can the app do something that we can add or remove things from the to the quick settings panel uh, i thought about it but it was uh, somewhat complex for me to uh, build that uh, into this app uh, i'm thinking of uh, ad, uh, creating a new app for uh, separate app for this ah uh, that that okay. makes sense yeah. <clears throat> yes, yes because it is already too much for one app and i am an individual developer so it is hard for me to manage all the files uh, and keep track of the, all the changes in uh, inside one app and then i think also what happens is that you know uh, you don't want the app to get you know way too bloated and then it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. A problem it is already too hard for me to manage all the uh, all the app files and uh, if there is any change then i have to track that uh, I did that change and it doesn't affect any other functionality of the app. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's really good because I'm excited about it. And I think that our listeners would be able to take advantage of it. It's a uh, very beautiful app, well-written, uh, most especially now that, you know, all that accessibility issue is gone and mm -hmm. making the app looking nice and clean, you know, from the viewpoint of using it as a blind person with a screen reader. So if you haven't tried Shortcut Maker, we're going to be putting the uh, URL in the show notes. Give it a try. You won't regret it. And have those things you've always wanted on your home screen brought there by Shortmaker. Thanks very much, Rishikesh. That was, that was fantastic. And as Warren yeah. says, do go, do go and try that app. Now, last week, we talked about the Play Store in our Android Basics section, and we're, we're going to develop that a little bit this week, and Warren and I are going to talk about home screens and, uh, allied to that, launches. Warren, do you want to kick us off? Well, so what we were trying to talk about is the fact that, hey, so now that you have set up your Android phone, you've gone to the Play Store and installed your app. So you're going there, you know, looking for an ebook reader or some music player, whatever the case may be. And when you install that app from the Play Store uh, by default, an icon to that 
app you know um, gets placed on what we call the home screen and i like to always liken the home screen to what we call the desktop on our computer computers if you're a windows user and i don't know if uh, what it is called if you're using a mac i i'm not a mac user or linux user but so that's the first place that when you turn on your computer or turn on your phone you know, on your computer, you're taken to the desktop. And then on your phone, you're taken to what we call the home screen. Now, on that home screen, you find those icons. So uh, typically, if you are using like a Google phone or some other devices like Nokia or Motorola and and those that are, you know, sticking close to the stock Android UI, you're going to find things like Google Folder. You're going to find things like the Play Store. You're going to find things like uh, Chrome or things like that. And so the description of the home screen is as follows. So you have at the very bottom what we call the dock. Now, the dock would, con would consist of things like, um, I think you'll see like Chrome, you see things like phone or, you know, uh, contacts, depends on the manufacturer. And usually it uh, depends on the size of the phone or the launcher. But by default, I think the Google Pixel and any other Android One program phones would have like five of those things in the dock. And those are, you know, the kind of uh, apps that come by default that sit on that dock, including you know, your Google Chrome and Play Store and things like that, or messaging and all of that. Now, um, so the home screen is like your desktop. Then whenever you install an app from the Play Store, it gets placed there. Now you can manage that just like you can manage your desktop on a computer, meaning you could create things like folders. And so you can drop things into one folder. I particularly like to arrange my things in folders. So on my phone, for example, I have a total of, I think, about 15 uh, folders. So I have things like audio, Bible, browsers, uh, you know, uh, cloud storage, communication, and on and on, you know, education or whatever, things like that, uh, file, uh, file browsers and things like that. So... Um, when I'm looking for something, I know exactly what it is that I'm where to find it. For instance, if I'm looking for, I want to create like an uh, create like a document. I know to go to word processing to find either Microsoft Office, Google Keep Notes, or whatever that I have placed in that folder. And so we're going to talk about how do you go about, you know. Uh, creating those folders. And then if you don't like your launcher, because sometimes certain phones would come with, um, you know, and by the way, the, um, the home screens are powered by what we call a launcher. So think of it like the uh, Windows Explorer on your computer, on your Windows computer. And so your desktop is powered by the Windows Explorer. And so your home screen is powered by the launcher. And so sometimes some of these launchers are not very accessible. In other words, I am not able to, you know, move, you know, say, hey, I want to add this app, you know, into a, a particular folder or I want to create a particular folder. And then later on, I want to drop things into it. Some of those launchers are not very accessible. And so if that happens to be the case, then it calls for a third-party launcher. And so I'm going to show 
the default launcher that comes on the Pixel. And then it is going to show us a third-party launcher that gives him a different um, home screen experience other than the one that came natively with his phone. So I'm going to turn on my phone here. So here, I am told that my, you know, you heard Pixel Launcher. So that is the launcher that I have by default on my phone. And so if I want to create, say, I want to create um, a folder. Apps list. So I want to say, I want to create, you know, this... Um, I want to create a folder using this shortcut maker. So the, the whole idea is that you drag this shortcut maker and then add it, you know, place it atop another app on that home screen or wherever you want it to create or wherever you want to create the folder in, and that would add it to it. And so we got two methods that I want to demonstrate here. The first one is by long pressing. And when I talk about or when you read about someone say, hey, long press on this and that, what they're talking about is that you find the icon in question, uh, double tap and hold, and then drag it around and listen to what it says. So, so I'm going to hold it down. And create folder with home screen three of three, move to row five, column, move to row four, column two. Move to row three, column. Move to row three, column four. Create folder with radiogram. Move to row three, column three. Move to row three, column. Move to row two, column two. Move to row two, column three. So see, I'm moving it around. Create folder with FamilySafe. Item moved. Okay, so th there's one called FamilySafe. You know, family icon. So I mean, they don't sound like the same thing. You know, that they would belong to each other. So in my case, I have a folder called Misc. So I I would have you know moved it to a folder called the MISC. But so, for instance, if I don't want to do it that way, NPS. there's another way you could do it, and that would be by invoking the shortcut. And, you know, you could you could um, invoke the talkback menu and find uh, the shortcuts. If I highlight an app NPS. and, actions. Shortcuts and notifications I bring up the actions, and I'm gonna find where it says move. Now from these actions, you could also uninstall or remove it from your home screen. So think of it like on your desktop, you don't want an app icon on your desktop, you could just hit delete, but here we have remove. So shortcuts and notifications and list, remove. Remove, uninstall, uninstall move, item. move item. So if I tap on move item, Pixel launcher. and watch what with. happens. CB engineer, create folder with, read aloud. Create, create folder with, no detect wifi booster. Create folder with Newig. Create folder with home. Create folder with shortcut maker. So let's say I want to add it to shortcut maker. Folder created. What that means is that now I will have a folder here that is unnamed and it will just simply say folder. Folder, null, two items. So it says folder null, two items. If I tap here, shortcut maker, folder open. There's a shortcut maker NPS. in there and there's an NPS app in there. So the question is, how do I give this folder a name? So at the bottom of these uh, two apps that are here sitting in this folder is an edit field. Edit name, edit box. So you tap there. Showing English, US, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, keyboard, pixel launcher. And that brings up the keyboard. So you give it the name that you want to give it. For instance, let's say 
I'll just call it dog. Dog. Okay, so I'm, I've and just created end. that thing called dog, and I Hold just need to uh, click on, done. I'm going to tap done at okay. the bottom, or you could just hit back. It's still the same thing. Will not cause any harm. Folder, dog, two items, pixel launcher. So there is my dog folder. Now, if I decide that I don't want, um, you know, Page the folder, all I need to do is to remove one of those out of there. And I'm going to find. NPS. So I'm going to long press on that Pause app. and drag it out. So I moved it out. Now I don't have a folder called dog anymore. I've removed, uh, I've decompiled or whatever, stopped that folder from being a folder and I've moved one of them out. So now I don't have a folder anymore. And that's how you go about uh, doing things, managing your folders on a Pixel phone and on most other phones. And so if your phone doesn't support uh, or the launcher, which is your home screen manager, is not very accessible, then you could always use a third-party launcher. And this is where our friend Ed is going to show you how to use a third-party launcher. I heard uh, you were talking about the app folders, right? Yes. So I also like to suggest that uh, in Shortcut Maker, you can uh, create collections that is uh, similar to what it, uh, what uh, app folders are. Aha. Uh -huh. So see, one could, yeah, use, yeah. Um, you know, the Shortcut Maker, if you're having difficulty, the Shortcut Maker also to create a folder. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I suggest you try, try it out because it is uh, easier to add a, uh, apps uh, you can add multiple apps at once to a folder so yeah, yeah. if you long press on that uh, app it okay, has okay. a full uh, yeah it has some uh, good features more good features uh, i can't explain all the other and right now excellent thanks and yeah i'll definitely check that out if it enables you to do it with multiple apps at once that sounds really good rishikesh thanks as as Warren uh, demonstrated there, you can, you can move apps around the home screen. What I will say is that if you want to move an app onto your home screen from your apps list, which you will access uh, typically by flicking up with two fingers, unless you have multi-finger gestures enabled, in which case you might do a pass-through with the fourth finger single tap and do a one-finger uh, flick up. Um, if, if you want to move an app from the apps list to the home screen, exactly the same methodologies apply. You will either uh, double tap and hold and drag it, or you will use talkback actions as Warren demonstrated. Now, not all launchers, uh, either inbuilt ones, OEM ones, or third-party ones uh, are created equal. So not all launchers will support uh, talkback actions. What would be my favorite launcher, Nova, uh, doesn't, so, so it's not my favorite uh, launcher. I still quite like it, but I also like the ease of use of having um, a, a third-party launcher that supports talkback actions. I'm going to just unlock my phone now. There we go. So, so my phone has unlocked and it's using the Hyperion launcher. That's Hotel Yankee Papa, Echo Romeo, India, Oscar, November. 
Now, there's an easy way to tell whether your launcher, once installed, supports uh, TalkBack Actions or not. And that is to touch one of the apps with one of the higher verbosity settings enabled and listen to what it says. Just need Double tap to activate. Double tap with all the long press. Actions available. Use swipe up then right to view. So there you go. Actions available. That's what you want to hear. If you just see double tap to long uh, or long press, that means it doesn't support um, uh, the, uh, the talkback actions. Now, um, as well as icons on your home screen, you have other things that you may or not may not want. So if I tap near the top of my home screen and on the left-hand side, Audible. Search. You hear search. And if I tap in the dock, Saturday reasons. Saturday, March 6th. you'll hear I've got a calendar widget. Uh, so I've got a search and calendar. And I'm someone who um, doesn't like cluttered home screens. You'll see how many I have when I do a two-finger swipe right. Home screen one of one. Home screen one of one. So I want as much uh, uh, decluttering of my home screen as I can get. And features that I want don't include search bars or calendars. So I'm going to show you how to turn them off. Now, to get to the settings for any launcher, uh, not just Hyperion, it would work on the Pixel, um, you need to find an empty area of your home screen. So, so do keep an empty area of your home screen or one of them. I've tapped on it. Now I'm going to do a two-finger single tap and hold, basically a press. I got a tiny little haptic that told me that something happened. I doubt you'll you'll have heard that, but I'll now explore what's on the screen. Wallpaper widgets, double wallpapers, widgets. I edit pages, icon pad, double edit pages, home settings, double tap to activate, double tap. So you can add widgets. Um, widgets are essentially applets or, or little pieces of apps that it's convenient to have access to on your home screen without needing the full app. So you might have a something that shows you the temperature without needing to go into the weather app. You might have something that updates a top news story. You might have the phone number for a contact that you can just literally double tap on that widget and it will ring them without having to go and find them in recents or all of that nonsense. I'm not going to do widgets uh, now, but I am going to go into home settings and see if we can't declutter some of these pesky features we don't want. Home settings. Unlabeled button. So there is an unlabeled button. Labels, settings. Unlabeled button. Theming, edit, one of the colors. Theme, door widget colors, two of 24. So I don't not too, too concerned about the colors. Iconography, detailed icon customization, three of 24. I don't really want to customize my icons at the minute. Topography, font configurations, four of 24. Layout, edit, six interface, desktop, door and dot tweets, seven of 24. Grids, desktop, dock and door grids, eight of 24. Oh, this sounds like where we might want to go. Sounds like it's got Google search in here. Let's go and see what we can declutter. Unlabeled button out widgets. Unlabeled button. Google search. Edit one of show on desktop on switch. Show on desktop on. So double tap. Off. Show dot off switch disabled three of eleven. Show app door on switch four of eleven. More options five of eleven. Google Calendar slash weather edit seven show on desktop off switch disable show dot on switch nine of eleven. I'm gonna go and disable that. Now I'm going to go home and see if it's done what it should have done and got rid of those things on the home screen that we didn't want. Home button out of Hyperion Audible Audible Double tap to activate. Ah. Double tap to hold the 
Audible is now the top left icon. It was second previously with the search bar above it. Chrome, Netflix, Reasons, Button, Chrome, Iberian, Double Tap Oriel. And there is no evidence of a search bar. So for some of the home screen features, the removing them with the uh, context menu of the app with a double tap and hold or talk back actions will work. For others, it won't. And you are need to go, you are going to need to go into your launcher settings to see if it's possible. Not all launcher settings will look the same, though as I say, you get to them in the same way. Uh, if you're new to Android, you can turn on things in the launcher settings that curiously in my view are off by default so for instance if you like to know how many unread messages you have merely by touching the messages app if you have that on your home screen you may well need to enable that in your launcher it may not be on by default because it requires the launcher to have permission to read all your notifications so uh, launchers seem not to be presumptuous enough to think you want that on but if you're expecting to see it and don't uh, as I was you might be a little puzzled so you might have to go rootling around uh, in those settings to customize various things I've mentioned Hyperion I quite like it if you want your phone to look and feel like a pixel uh, you might want the custom pixel launcher or CPL. Um, Warren's home screen will have next to it the Google Discover feed as a separate page. And the Google, uh, sorry, the, the custom pixel launcher uh, will let you have that, but you will have to sideload a plugin from within the app. Once it is sideloaded, though, if you decide you don't like it, the CPL launcher will let you uh, turn it off. Um, other launcher I've played with and had various degrees of success with is Apex. I don't recommend it particularly, though, because its, it's settings are fiddly to open. For some reason, double tap doesn't seem to have been implemented quite properly. So I found myself having to touch the setting and then double tap, uh, sorry, single tap with a different finger, which seemed to do the job. But it was very fiddly and inconsistent. Um, so I don't. You know, the, the launch is fine. Adjusting its settings aren't particularly. So I like Hyperion. Um, you may well like your stock launcher. And if you do, you know, you might not care about this segment of the podcast. But there are hundreds and hundreds of different launchers. I think I've got about 10 on this phone. Uh, Microsoft, which I found too verbose. Um, Action Launcher which uh, I, I, I thought was okay. But again, I, I stuck, with, stuck with Hyperion. If you've got a launcher you quite like, why don't you tell us about it by shooting us an email and perhaps um, we'll give that a mention and others on the phone can benefit. So that's home screens and launches. Thank you so much, Ed. That was a really nice um, description. And I hope that you guys, you know, if you have a phone that doesn't support those actions, that you would find one that supports it. And, you know, some of those that support those actions would include the likes of the Hyperion, the CPL, the Launcher, uh, Launcher, Launcher is a mouthful. Um, I think, was that, it was Action, does Action, action Launcher, does it support? Custom, yeah, I mean, uh, Apex actions? does. And Apex does. And how about Nova? I think Nova, no, does. Nova doesn't, and it's Nova really, doesn't. really annoying because it's a great launcher. It's a good launcher, unfortunately, and that's one of the downsides of the Nova launcher or else. I know that it used to be a very good launcher for you know blind people like that, but with the absence of it not supporting that actions, it just becomes a little bit harder to manage your desktop as you should. And yeah. I think that the reason why sometimes we someone we prefer like a third-party launcher is because you could 
father customized as to how many uh, columns or you know rows you have i think by default the pixel launcher i think it's just five icons on a column and or row rather and so to father customize your home screen then you use a third party app yeah so and that brings us to the end of android basics for this week on the in focus section austin is now going to demonstrate how we uninstall samsung talkback from samsung phones running android 11 uh, many people have been experiencing issues with this in terms of responsiveness and in terms of a lack of functionality in some apps Hello everyone, this is the demo on how to uninstall Samsung's infamous TalkBack that they bought with Android 11. And a lot of people Talkback were facing a lot of issues Apple with that. It was very less responsive and all those things. So I decided to make a demo to uninstall that and install Google TalkBack. So you will need, you will need ADB and Fastboot, which I'll be linking in the show notes. And you will be needing some commands and you'll be needing two packages. One is Google Talkback and one is Commentary. You can download Google Talkback from APK Mirror and Commentary. I will be linking in the show notes. So let's get started. This is the Galaxy Note 10 Plus with One UI 3.1. So let's... First, we need to enable... Talk back, talk back. Navigate up. We need to enable the ADB services. Navi navigate. And so software update, download tips and user maps, accessibility, we need general to go management to apps, default battery and digital well-being tips about phone. Stat about phone? About phone. Navigate up, but about search. Alice, edit, but RZ8 359. Status information, legal information, regulatory software, software information, 7 of 10. And go to software Level. information. Software, soft, one UI, Android version, one UI version, 3.1, one of 12. Android version, Google Play, basement version, kernel version, build number, RP1, 200,720. You have to click on this seven times. Developer mode. developer mode has already been turned on. Okay, very good. We have enabled developer mode. So what you need to do is just uh, click seven times and you'll get developer mode enabled. It'll ask you for your PIN or password or pattern or whatever you have set. So now you need to go back. Developer options. Find developer options. Developer OEM unlock running service. Web view. Auto demo mode. Quick debug. USB debugging, debug mode when USB is connected, off, switch 14. This is of off, one. so turn it on. Allow USB, cancel, okay. And okay. Developer options, USB debugging, debug mode when USB is connected, on, switch 14. Now it will say USB device is connected, but now there is another, um, another procedure that you need to do on your computer. So let's start it. You can do this without installing commentary, but uh, if you have cited help around, you can do this without installing commentary. But I don't have uh, cited help around, so I will install commentary also. But then you can uninstall it. Once you install TalkBack, you can remove commentary. Uh, once you install and start TalkBack, you can uninstall commentary. So let's start. Okay, so I'll open Yesterday, this platform tools, one. platform tools. Platform tools, items. Now, on a mailing list, I had written a guide. 
many people had problems regarding it so let me clarify what you need to do is you need to go to the address bar that is alt d address combo box collapsed as it is selected see users are erase everything from here and open cmd by typing cmd you can also open powershell but powershell the commands are hard they they are difficult but there is a way to simplify them if you want to do it the powershell way i will be linking uh, an article that describes you how to uh, set adb and fast boot as environment parts on windows so let's open cmd cmd windows system 32 cmd.x terminal c users us the downloads platform tools greater microsoft now let's type adb devices adb space d e v i c e s s i type double s right just erase one Let's see what happens. Start demon running. Starting now at TCP colon fifty thirty seven. Start demon started successfully. List of devices attached. R Z A M seven hundred forty four Y K Z R unauthorized. So it said the device is unauthorized. So we need to. The computer's not checked. Check. Check this box to always allow. Check box. Always allow from this computer. Cancel. Allow button. Allow. And in this way, we have now started uh, the communication between the computer and the device. So let's start getting our packages installed. First, we need to install Commentary. Now, when you download the packages, I would highly recommend that you rename the files to something very easy to install. Like Commentary should be renamed as Com. Talkback should be renamed as uh, the long. It has a long name, so you should. to rename it to tb or talkback or whatever you want to rename it to so that it's easy to type so let's uh, do this let's type adb install install space c o m i'm calling mine as commentary c o m so i'll type c o m dot apk you can type whatever you have named the package to and performing stream install Success. See users on the downloads platform tools greater. Okay, so it's saying success. So let's turn on commentary now. You can get the names of packages, and the app is called Package Info View. And then you can uninstall all the apps that you want to uninstall using the uh, the same command. Just replace com dot samsung dot accessibility with the com name of the package. and you can uninstall it now warning there are some critical apps that you may uninstall do not uninstall those otherwise you may land up in in a problem and the only way there are two ways actually of getting out of the problem one is uh if you can download the rom for your phone stock rom extract it and see if you can find the apk and install it otherwise second the only way to come out of this problem is to format your phone because once you format your phone your uh, apps will be like how it was before this is just temporarily uninstalling it it's not it's like permanently uninstalled but it's only for that user now the next step is uninstalling samsung talkback and to do this you need to You need to first open ADB shell. So let's type it. ADB space S A E L L D two slash dollar. It's in D two S slash dollar. That's me. That's the device name, short code names. So you need to 
type this long command that you need to use because in adb shell once you are in adb shell you cannot paste the command so that is the problem with adb shell so let me just show you the command so i'll type the command first then i'll read it out to you so the command is pm space uninstall space dash k space and then there are two dash signs user space zero space so this is the long command i'll be link i'll be putting it in the show notes so let me just press enter and it has said success so bye bye samsung talk back now we need to install google talk back so to do this you need to type exit first so e x i t now you need to type adb install now i am calling my talkback google talkback as talkback.apk so so and presenter and success so talkback has been installed and now let's start talkback so we have installed google talkback and to prove it to you let me show you the screen of the new talkback this is 9.1 or something next button you will get simpler menus voice control and more you will learn about key updates and changes in the next few screens this will take about 3 and next close button i'm going to close this because close tutorial we have already done this stay in tutorial close close talk back navigate up talk talk back talk back short not check talk back shortcut allow view use view use deny allow music got it got it and talk another thing Set when talk settings sound and vibe speak verbose text to audio have new feature talk backs navigate talk back settings new content verb speak sub control customize customize braille key braille keyboard and Double here you have this activate. braille keyboard that you did not have in samsung talkback and this talkback the latest version available as of march the 6th 2021 the version can change i downloaded it from apk mirror and i'll be linking the page of apk mirror from on, in the show notes so the show notes will have the command it will have the links to and apk mirror talkback now warren uh, at a listener's request is going to demonstrate our app of the week this week which is feed explorer and this is from our friend barrett from new delhi india he sent me this app uh wanting me to review it on the podcast now i've seen this app before but i never paid attention to it and so i'm going to bring that app and it actually it's not a bad app but so we got i'm just going to give you a quick rundown of the app and so here is feed explorer f e e d space e x p l o r e r feed explorer 
when you launch the app, you have these uh, rows. They're arranged in grids. And so we have at the very top, at the top left, we have navigate tab and then to, oh, more options, to the top right, you have uh, more options. Now, below the um, navigate tab, we got tabs there. We got home, latest, liked, history, and unreads. So now basically, this is a news feed reader, and also in the same breath, it's also like a podcast player. So it's like killing two birds with one single stone. Now, below those tabs, we have things like latest, unread, liked, and then history. And then below um, the latest, we have video, and add new. And that's what we're going to be working with. So if I want to add something new, you want to add an RSS feed, or you want to add a podcast, you want to tap on this Add New. So when you tap on Add New, there's a default, which is channel. So you, you tap on, you know, where it says to insert the, um, uh, the shortcut or the URL. And in this case, I'm going to look for blind Android users. Going to be selfish here, use our own uh, podcast. Blind Android users. And I'm going to tab on search and see what we find. So now in my search results, I'm looking from the top. Channel tab selected. One of Road Explorer out of Chris. Blind Android users. Edit Search keywords. Earl Road Explorer out of Chris. So it will show you if the uh, what you are looking for has podcasts or feeds. And so under podcasts, there it is. And if you tap on it, it, so it says it started, it added. And then below that, you're going to find where it says feed. And that has to do with like, do with like news feed. So it says no item available because we don't have a news feed uh, on our website. So all that it will show will be the podcast. So in a summary, when you search for something, if it supports, if what you're searching for has both podcasts and a news feed, you'll see uh, both in one, the podcast is being the podcast section and it, um, in the news feed is going to be under the the feed. So then I'm going to tap on back. Now, when I go back, you see now we have we have blind Android users and then to the right of that now. So instead of having the, um, the add new as the last item, we have blind Android users now in this place and the uh, one that says add new gets moved to farther right. So if I tap here, there it is. So if I tap on it, it is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of Blind Android. Now, here's what happens when you tap on it and it starts playing. And this is one thing that I'm going to be writing to the app developer about. 
Uh, it is the playback, the play or pause button. Uh, it is is hidden. So you need to tap near the top here. Hello, everyone. And, and you tap here. And it will bring up the, um, whoops, the, the pause and, and, and all of that. See, so let me tap here again. Let's pause. I tap on pause. And that pause will stay there for as long as I want it. And then I could tap on it to play. Now, while below that, we have other several items here, like buttons. We have... Um, so there's like so download timer you can change the speed at which you want to listen to the podcast there's a share and pip which is picture in picture and then um, the link will take you to our web page that is how that app works. So that would be a little short demonstration of the news feed or the feed explorer. We'll be playing the My Android Journey uh, section over a couple of weeks this time around, um, and it's from David Meller. So part one is coming up now. Good day, blind Android users. My name is Dave Mailer, and this is the first time you've probably been hearing my voice. Here's my Android story. And for me, there was no doubt that I was going to get into Android. iOS really was never an option for me. I work with computers and have been since the 90s. The one thing I don't like about the iOS platform is its closed... I guess it would be the closed nature of it. It's all handled by Apple. If you don't want to do something the Apple way... I guess it is, then you're kind of out of luck. So to me, that's kind of a bit of a, of a negative. I'm also an avid Windows user. I use Windows on a daily basis. I use Linux on a daily basis. I use FreeBSD on a daily basis. To me, Android just seemed a natural fit. That explains the why I went to Android versus iOS. The issue is, is I went there entirely, the optimal word is accidentally. Here's the story. I had, I believe it was the, was it the Nokia Surge back then? It was AT&T, this was 2012. Um, and I think it was the Nokia Surge, it was Symbian running talks, and it had the, the slide-out keyboard, if I remember correctly. And I was, in fact, going to take a trip. A trip. As in, I was going to get my backside on an aeroplane. Which entails me going to the aeroport. Going through security sitting down, needing reliable communication so I can inform my person that I'm getting on the aeroplane and I am flying to them. I am flying out of state. And 
24 hours before said trip happened, the phone died. It just died. It went totally, it's like it blew its brains out. There was no fixing it. I went into the AT&T store that looked at me and said, there's no way. They said, there's, this thing is dead. They said, we can't even, we can't even fix it for you. 24 hours from a trip. Yeah. That's my life. So, they're trying to get me, obviously, into a new phone. And a new contract, but we won't go into the eccentricities of AT&T. I've since dumped them. Um, but, um, they wanted to get me into the iPhone. And I'm like, uh, no, what else you got? So they got me into the, uh, Samsung, I want to call it the Captivate Glide. Yeah, that sounds right. So I've had some phones I've really loved. And I've had some phones that I'm like, okay, this is a good phone that I'll use. It'll work until something better comes along. Uh, the Captivate Glide did me good for a couple of years. We had some hiccups. Pretty much got halfway through the trip and the phone decided to die. Well, it was the... I think they said it was the SIM card back then. And they replaced it. And... It didn't even get me home, and the SIM card blew out again. So I went to one AT&T store at my trip location, got a new SIM card, got home, hit the AT&T store here. This is all without a phone. And believe me when I say it's definitely interesting to travel without a cell phone. It really brings back a lot of memories. I mean, I used to do it back when... You know, before we had a cell phone in your pocket, when you had to go to the uh, teller at the airport and be like, hey, can I borrow the phone and call a cab, call a hotel, call this and schedule and, and you know, and you had to wait, you know, cell phones make things a lot more convenient. But uh, got home, went to the AT&T store, they looked at it and said, oh yeah, the internal components are fried. So they pretty much replaced that phone. Same phone. And I walked out of there with a working Samsung Captivate Glide. And that phone lasted me several years. It was a, it was a good phone. The next one I got was the LG G2. That one, I just, I loved it. I loved it. In fact, I think I still have it. Uh, it still works. Um, I took it officially as far as Android would go and I got into, as uh, Warren calls it, uh, the Mongolian ROMs next. Uh, that was my first introduction into uh, Android modding, and uh, it was called the Cyanogen Mod back then. Uh, it's called Lineage today. And that thing, um, if I would still have AT&T as a provider, I'd probably still be using that phone. I mean, it's a it's a nice phone. Um. Switched providers, had some issues with AT&T, so switched them. Um, I'm on a monthly provider, and uh, MVNO. And uh, first phone was one of the budget jobs. It was another LG. It was a, a Leon, I believe it was, a little $50 phone. It was it was good. I think it's still around here somewhere. It still works. Um, it's It was good for doing what it needed to do, which was... 
keep me in contact. Uh, then the phone I got that I pretty much loved to death, to absolute death, literally, it died last, uh, uh, September of 2020, was my Galaxy S7. I had that for four or five years. I mean, I, I got it when it just came out in, I believe the release date was 2016. It just died, like I said, last, last September. I mean, I used it to death. And that phone was awesome. Have replaced it with my current phone, which is the S10 Plus. There are things about this one I don't like as much. It is a, obviously a follow-on phone. It does do more of, you know, more in the same of what I've got and used to with the S7. I just, I don't know. Maybe I've become too, uh, impressionable that, uh, you know, the S7 just couldn't be beat and, uh, was expecting something earth shattering from the S10 that I just didn't get. I mean, it's, it's a good phone. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there are things about it I don't like. And that's pretty much my Android story. That pretty much explains how I got into Android. Well, thank you so much, guys. It has been wonderful. And thank you, Austin, particularly about the demonstration of that, removing Samsung TalkBack and replacing it with the Google TalkBack. This has been something that many of our listeners or uh, subscribers to our email have been talking about. And so we are so thankful. And Rashikesh, you have been wonderful, man. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. And, I, you know, would you be willing to come again, you know, down the road, you know, something changes and, and all of that. We want you to come back. Yeah, definitely. No problem. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. So to listen to all our previous episodes and also these episodes, you can visit us at blindandroidusers.com. You can subscribe to our fantastic mailing list where the topic of Samsung is all being discussed and there are other fantastic topics being discussed. You can send an email to blindandroidusers, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io. That is blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can follow us on Twitter at blindroidusers and you can also follow us on our Telegram group. Join us there. We are nearing 100 members almost and the link will be in the show notes. Also, you can visit our website and by the time this show is out, there should be a page on having written guides and I will be making sure that the guide on how to uninstall Samsung TalkBack will be also put in that page. So you can visit it and read that guide. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.